So everyone is happily situated. Prashad? Do you need some rest? Do you need some rest? Is it too stressful? No? That's what I was thinking. Somebody may feel tired and Okay, so the holy name. Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nam in Kivalam, Kalo Nasti, Nasti, Nasti. Besides this Hare Krishna Mahamantra, in the age of Kali, there is no other way, there is no other way. <clears throat> no other way for spiritual advancement. So that's why it is very important that we understand the importance of the holy name because this is where our spiritual life is resting on. We have taken shelter of the holy name. Holy name is everything to us. And this holy name is non-different from Krishna. Krishna himself has manifested himself as the holy name. Nam Nam Akari Bohudha Nijo Sharbo Shakti Statrarpita Niyamita Smarane Nakala Nijo Sharbo Shakti Nijo means his own Sarva Shakti Sarva means all and Shakti means potency Krishna has invested all his potency in the holy name so if Krishna's potency is in the holy name, is there any difference between the holy name and Krishna? No. So holy name is Krishna himself. Nama Chintamani Krishna Chaitanya Rasha Vigraha Purna Shuddha Nitta Mukta Abhinnattad Nama Namina. This last line, Abhinnattad Nama Namina, means Abhinna. Abhinna means non different. And Nama and Namina. Nama and Nami. The holy name and the owner of the holy name. Who is the owner of the name? Krishna. So the name and the owner of the name, there is no difference. The person and the name are not different. In this respect, Prabhupada is saying that in the material nature, the name and the object or the personality are different. 
But in the spiritual world, in the spiritual domain, in the spiritual context, they are non-different. Naam and Nami is the same. So Krishna's name and Krishna himself are non-different. Same. And also it has been emphasized with that concept that Krishna has invested all his potency in the holy name. Actually there is no difference. The potency in the holy name is already there. Krishna's entire potency is already there because the name is not different from Krishna. And as I mentioned that as I mentioned earlier that it is very difficult to call call a very important person by his name. Just we notice in our regular day-to-day dealings do we call our superiors by the name by their names does the son call the father by his name no do we call an important person by his name like when we address a senior devotee or a sannyasi how do you call it how do you call it his grace his holiness not just direct name. In the Vedic culture, a, a wife never utters her husband's name. So, huh, it's an, it's an way, it's a way of expressing one's reverence to a superior. Now, when we are dealing with the supreme personality of Godhead, uh, generally, how do we do? Like. When we address an exalted personality, how do we say? Om Vishnupad Paramhansa Paribrajika Charjo Ashtuttarashata Shri Srimad. So that is the human culture, that is the civilized human culture. But here, we have the prerogative to call the Supreme Personality of Godhead by His name. Why we are able to do that? Why do we dare to do that? Because the Lord Himself said, call me by my name. Sometimes I notice that uh, like the airlines companies where you have your name uh, like you are a frequent flyer member and they treat you uh, quite respectfully because you are a frequent flyer <laughs> and they ask should you call you by your first name or should I call you Mr. such and such so I say okay you can call me by your first name it's alright but they ask can I call you by your first name. So here we can see such, an, such a wonderful opportunity we have to call Krishna by his name. Krishna. And not only that, along with Radharani. Hare Krishna. Radha Krishna. So 
that in one hand it's a great good fortune for us now now the I'm going to, I want to go to the main point when we say Hare Krishna uh, who are we actually addressing it can be many it can indicate many uh, Hare Krishna can mean uh, Krishna Vaikuntha Hare Rama can mean Ramchandra of Ajodha Krishna can mean uh, Krishna of Dwarka uh, but in the ultimate sense who are we addressing by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy we are addressing Radha Krishna that is a very very special prerogative we are addressing Radha Krishna Radha Krishna where is Radha Krishna when you say Radha Krishna where are they are we addressing Krishna in Vrindavan I'm sorry addressing Krishna in Vaikuntha are we addressing Krishna in Dwarka no we are addressing Krishna of Vrindavan now to understand what is Vrindavan I will briefly tell you the summary very quickly I'll tell you the uh, the story of Gopkumar's journey back to Golubrinda uh, mind you what I'm trying to present is this is one half of the second part of Brihad Bhagavatamrita how many of you have seen this book okay those who have seen they, they know uh, Brihad Bhagavatamrita has two parts first part second part the first part hmm, comprises of a volume like this the second part in this two such volumes this is one half of the second part so it's going to be tough to cover uh, the entire story in maybe half an hour okay I'll try <coughs> so the second part actually this is written by Srila Sanatan Goswami Sanatan Goswami is actually pointing out this is a Brihat Bhagavatamrita the name itself indicates Brihat means great extensive large large great Bhagavat Bhagavat means about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Amrita means nectar the nectarian description of the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or you can say in simple words you know Srimad Bhagavatam uh, Srimad Bhagavatam and uh, this is Brihad Bhagavatam uh, <coughs> Srimad Bhagavatam uh, you have seen has 12 cantos uh, 18,000 uh, verses but this has 
This is even greater than that, bigger than that. So this book is actually giving us the perfect understanding of Srimad Bhagavat. And Sanatana Goswami is presenting it in a story form. The first part of the Brihad Bhagavatamrita is Narad Muni's search for the greatest devotee. Narad Muni is trying to find out the greatest devotee of the Lord. And he is searching and searching. Uh, like first he thinks that one Brahmana is the greatest devotee who is performing the worship of the Lord in such a wonderful way displaying such devotion to the Lord. But when he goes to the Brahmana, the Brahmana says, no, 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 I am not the great devotee. The great devotee is the such and such Kshatriya king in South India. So he went to the Kshatriya king, the Kshatriya king and Narad Muni started to glorify him as the greatest devotee. He said, no, 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 I am not the greatest devotee, I am so insignificant and he is proving. Uh, through his reasons and arguments that how he is not the greatest devotee. So this is the difference between a devotee and a or you can say this is the difference between an advanced devotee and a neophyte devotee. A neophyte devotee thinks he is the greatest devotee. That actually is a fact. Uh, the definition of a neophyte devotee is one who thinks that he is the, not only the greatest devotee, he thinks he is the only devotee. Archayam eva haraye pujam jashraddhaye hate natad bhakteshu channeshu sabhakta prakrita smritaha. Archayam eva haraye, he worships the Supreme Personality of Godhead with great devotion. He worships him. He worships him sincerely, I won't say with great devotion, a lot of sincerity, he worships the Lord. Pujanya shraddhai hati, shraddha, with lot of faith and reverence. But natad bhakteshu, chandeshu, but doesn't recognize his devotees. Doesn't recognize the Lord's devotee means, what does it simply indicate? He doesn't recognize the Lord's devotee, that means he thinks he is the only devotee. He doesn't recognize the Lord's devotee. He is the only devotee. Natad bhakteshu cha anneshu and doesn't recognize others. This others means those who are innocent and those who are offensive to the Lord. He is a neophyte devotee. But second class devotee, he recognizes the devotees. He has love for the Lord. He has friendship for the devotees. He has compassion for the innocent. And he has disregard for the offenders. He is a Madhamadikari. And who is the Uttamadikari? Sarvabhuteshu Japashet Bhagavad Bhavam Atmanaha. He sees that everybody has become a devotee of the Lord. Only he couldn't become a devotee. So how it works? It works in reverse order. The, the neophyte devotee thinks that he is the greatest devotee. 
And the real devotee thinks that he couldn't even become a devotee. So that becomes quite apparent, quite obvious in Sanatan Goswami's description in the first part of Brihad Bhagavatamrita. In this way, wherever he goes and glorifies that person, uh, like he says, no, 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 sorry, I'm not a devotee, I couldn't even become. And he started to uh, speak about his own defects. Uh, he speaks of his own defects. And this is how uh, we can see that his statement that he couldn't become a devotee is honest, is earnest, is genuine. So he went to the Brahmana and started to glorify him. Oh, you are the greatest devotee. Brahmana said, no, 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 no. I'm not a great, great devotee. What's so great about me, my devotion? I'm a Brahmana. By occupation, I'm supposed to worship the Lord. So that's what I'm doing. But look at the Kshatriya. He's a king. He has so many responsibilities. He has to maintain his kingdom. He has so many other responsibilities. But still, he is so dedicated to the Lord. So he goes to the king and when he starts to glorify the king as the great devotee, the king says, no, 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 I'm not a great devotee. Indra is a great devotee. Who am I? I'm just a mortal, ordinary mortal. Uh, I'm just worshipping the Lord uh, for his pleasure. But Indra is such a great devotee that the Lord has become his younger brother. And he directly receives his offerings with his own hands. So he goes to Indra and he glorifies Indra. And Indra says, no, 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 I'm not a great devotee. He says, Brahma is a great devotee. So he goes to Brahma and starts to glorify him as the great devotee. Brahma got really upset with him. He says, Nara, so many times I have to tell you that you don't speak like that. You don't listen to me. What's the matter with you? After all, he's his son, so he can chastise him. So he's chastising him in that way. And who is the greatest devotee that Brahma indicates? Lord Shiva is the greatest devotee. He goes to Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva says, no, 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 I am not a great devotee. Uh, the residents of Vaikuntha are the great devotee. And then Parvati uh, says, uh, and among all the residents of Vaikuntha, Lakshmi Devi is the greatest devotee. When he was about to go to Vaikuntha, then Lord Shiva says, look, even greater than the residence of Vaikuntha is Prahlad. So he goes to Prahlad. And Prahlad says, no, 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 I am not a great devotee. What did I do? As a child, I had displayed some attachment to the Lord. It was just a childish attachment. But devotion means service to the Lord. And look what service Hanuman has rendered. So Hanuman is the greatest devotee. And when he goes to Hanuman and starts to glorify him that he is the greatest devotee, Hanuman starts to cry. He says, why are you inflaming my already burnt out heart due to the separation from my Lord with this kind of statements? And Hanuman uh, pointed out that <coughs> the Pandavas are the greatest devotee. The Pandavas pointed out the Jadus as the greatest devotee. 
and in this way it goes on and on and finally who he found to be the greatest devotee Srimati Radharani so this is how Sanatana Goswami is taking us step by step systematically with proper reasoning proper understanding the gradual development of devotion leading all the way up to Srimati Radharani so the second part is describing uh, a cowherd boy's journey back to the spiritual sky spiritual sky means what is the topmost region of the spiritual sky Golok Vrindavan it's a very wonderful description actually uh, like this particular cowherd boy he was born in Govardhan in a cowherd family and like any other cowherd boys he tends the cows in the forest in Govardhan he plays with his friends and he happily spends his time as a cowherd boy and he sees that there is a person who is like a madman whose activities and behavior is like that of a madman but towards the cowherd boys he was very affectionate very very affectionate and this person sometimes he would sing sometimes he would dance sometimes he would laugh sometimes he would cry sometimes he would roll in the ground uh, sometimes he would faint uh, so and cowherd boys also were very fond of him and he was also very affectionate towards the cowherd boys and the cowherd so uh, one day Gop Kumar was alone the name of this cowherd boy is Gop Kumar uh, so Gop Kumar was alone and this person uh, told Gop Kumar that I will give you a very very precious object today I'll give you something extremely valuable so you go and take your bath in Jammu and come to me so according to that instruction Gopkumar went took a bath in Jamuna and he came to him and he gave him the ten syllable mantra ten syllable Gopal mantra those of you who have second initiation Brahman initiation this is the uh, sixth mantra you have seven Gayatri mantras you chant the sixth one is this Gopal mantra so he gave him the mantra and he told him that this is the most precious thing in the world so very carefully uh, you protect this and you chant it in a mood of meditation meditate upon this mantra 
and in this way then he started to instruct about uh, how to meditate upon this mantra and while he was instructing on the mantra this person fainted and uh, he fainted out of ecstasy and then when he came back to his senses he just got up and walked away so Gop Kumar because he received this mantra and the instruction from his guru that this is the most precious thing so following his instruction he started to chant the mantra and meditate upon the mantra then <coughs> Gopkumar lost interest for everything. He developed such uh, attachment to chanting of this mantra that he lost interest in playing with his friends, tending the cows. He lost interest in everything. All he wanted is just chant the mantra. And he felt that everything else is an impediment to his chanting. Uh, his friends, his surrounding, his family so, because yeah, he felt that these are just some impediments for his chanting therefore he decided to leave that place so he left and he started to wander around travel while traveling he came across a kingdom he came to a kingdom and there he found a beautiful temple of the Lord and he found that the king actually built the temple and the king actually takes care of the worship of the Lord in such a wonderful way as if that is the most important business the king actually had and Gopkumar was very happy to be there now he is in a place where he can see the Lord he can see how the Lord is being served, how wonderfully the Lord is being worshipped. So Gopkumar decided to stay there. And he just stayed there. Throughout the day he would just watch the Lord and how he is being worshipped. And then he saw in the evening, uh, at night he would just... Uh, sleep in one corner of in some corner of the temple and that's how he was spending his time very happily uh, chanting the mantra meditating the mantra, mantra watching how the Lord is being worshipped he was very happily spending his time now in the meantime <coughs> the king died and the king did not have any successor to the throne so the minister started to look for an appropriate person to become the king. So while looking for, searching for an appropriate successor to the throne, they found that all the divine symptoms, all the auspicious symptoms are in the personality of this Gopkumar. So they made him the king. So <coughs> Gopkumar became the king and although he became the king but he was not interested in the luxury and pleasure and comforts of the kingdom. He was simply concerned about serving the Lord and arranging for the Lord's worship and uh, 
spread the glory of the Lord to all his citizens. And he would see that people who would come to the temple, uh, the pilgrims and even his citizens, they were not so respectful to the Lord sometimes and they were not so respectful towards the prashad. They would think, oh, this prashad is stale, so they would throw at the prashad. Uh, sometimes they would just leave the remnants and the seeing that Gopkumar used to feel very heartbroken. Then he got to know that there is a place called Purushottam Kshetra where the Lord's Prashad is never considered to be stale or rotten or uh, unacceptable. Under all circumstances, people take that prasad of Lord Jagannath in whichever condition it may be. So hearing that, he became eager to see Lord Jagannath. So he left his kingdom and he went to Purushottam Kshetra. There also he started to spend his time just in the, in the uh, uh, temple. Uh, he was spending his time in the temple and he saw that uh, how the Lord Jagannath was so merciful and his prasad is being so uh, respectfully honored by the pilgrims and this is how he was spending his time in Jagannath Puri. In in an ecstatic way, he was spending his time there in the presence of Lord Jagannath. And then, there also the king died. And the king's eldest son uh, did not want to become the king. So his ministers also found that Gop Kumar is the right candidate to become the king. So we can see how honest people used to be those days. Ministers are looking for an appropriate person to become the king. Now what would happen? First of all, there is no king. And if the king died, then the minister would become, would try to become the king. He would make the, he would be the first one to take over the kingdom. Anyway, so, so Gopkumar again became the king there in Jagannath Puri. So Gopkumar again was huh, ruling the kingdom, but he was not at all interested in uh, the in the pleasure and luxury of the king of becoming becoming a king. So Gopkumar was his main concern was to serve the Lord. Then Gopkumar got to know about the, the kingdom of heaven, Swargaloka, and how in Swargaloka the Lord is present personally and he accepts the worship of Indra personally. Like if Indra offers him something, he takes it with his own hand. Indra is there, the Lord is the younger brother 
of Indra. Upendra. Uh, Upa means uh, sub or junior. Uh, so he is in Indra's uh, younger brother. So there he is. So Gopkumar became interested to see how Indra is worshipping the Lord and how the Lord, Lord is accepting the offerings of Indra. And now as Gopkumar desired to go to heavenly planet, just by the potency of the mantra, so this is the potency of the mantra. You chant the mantra and as a result of the mantra, your desire becomes fulfilled. So, because of the potency of chanting the mantra, he was elevated to heaven, heavenly planet, Swargaloka. So he is spending his time in Sargaloka. He is not interested in the pleasures and other facilities that are available in. He is simply interested in seeing how Indra is worshipping the Lord and how the Lord is accepting Indra's worship. Now there, one day, Indra became afraid of some Brahmana's curse and he ran away from heaven. So the kingdom of heaven, the throne of Sargaloka became vacant. So the demigods then headed by Brihaspati, their guru, they appointed Gopkumar as Indra. So Gopkumar became Indra. So Gopkumar then started to spend his time there as Indra ruling over the demigods and controlling the affairs of this material nature. But Gopkumar is not interested in any kind of luxury or comfort. Sometimes some people became Indra but they uh, got into trouble because of their tendency to enjoy there. But we find that Gopkumar was not at all interested. He didn't even stay in the palace of Indra. There's a, a, there's a garden in heaven called Nandan Kanan. So he used to spend his night in Nandan Kanan. He used to sleep in the fall, and that garden of uh, heaven. And during day, he used to spend his time taking care of various affairs and worship of the Lord. Then one day Gopkumar saw some very brilliant personalities came there. They looked like they are brilliant as the sun, effulgent. So Gopkumar wondered, who are these people? So Brihaspati then told him, Brihaspati is the guru of the demigods. So Brihaspati told him that uh, these are the exalted sages from the higher planetary systems. Uh, Bhrigu, Pulastha, Pulaha, Marichi, Kratu, Angira. Uh, so he wanted to know, oh, there is some other planet higher than heaven 
So Brihaspati gave him the descriptions of the next higher planetary system, Maharloka. And Gokumar, hearing upon Maharloka, hearing about Maharloka, he desired to go to Maharloka. And due to the potency of the mantra, he was elevated to Maharloka. And then he saw in Maharloka these exalted sages, they are performing sacrifice to the Lord. And as they would perform the sacrifice, from the sacrificial fire, the Lord would appear. And he would grant the wishes of everyone. Of course, naturally, they did not desire anything but the service to his lotus feet. And then, all of a sudden, that place became very hot. So, he wondered what happened. And then he got to know that the time of annihilation has come and the fire that is coming from Shankarshan's mouth is burning everything. And that heat even reached up to Maharloka. So they all evacuated Maharloka. Then they went to Janaloka, even higher planetary system. So Gopkumar was spending his time in Janaloka with even more exalted personalities. Then Gopkumar was elevated to Tapaloka. Tapaloka is the region where the four Kumaras are predominating. And there they are just absorbed in meditation. And in that meditation, they would come so close to the super soul uh, that they would even see the super soul. And then he was elevated to Sattaloka, the abode of Lord Brahma. And there also, uh, after at some point, Brahma playfully touched the water of the Garba ocean and out of that came out one demon. Brahma became so afraid that he ran away. And now Brahma's position became vacant. <laughs> so Gopkumar was asked to become Brahma. So Gopkumar accepted that position. Then when he was in Sattaloka, then one day he saw his spiritual master. In between he saw his spiritual master actually a couple of times. He met him in Jagannath Puri. He saw him and that is how actually he got the information about heavenly planet. And But this time his spiritual master told him to go back to the earth planet. And... Uh, uh, Worship the Lord in Vrindavan. <clears throat> so from Sattaloka, he came back to the earth planet. Can you imagine how many kalpas went by? One day of Brahma is 1000 Chaturjuga. 
so he must have been there for so many months or maybe uh, so many years so when he came the earth planet became completely changed but Vrindavan was still the same there was no change in Vrindavan the way he saw Vrindavan when he was he left Vrindavan the way he saw Vrindavan in his childhood Vrindavan was still the same exactly the same so in Vrindavan he was uh, chanting the mantra meditating upon the mantra and then as a result of that one day he found himself as if moving in a very very uh, powerful uh, vehicle moving with a tremendous speed and he saw gradually uh, the earth planet disappeared heavenly planet he went past heavenly planet Maharloka, Janaloka, Tapaloka, Sattaloka where he spent so much time huh? he just and finally Sattaloka, Brahma's planet also disappeared out of his vision and then he came <coughs> to the covering of the material nature covering of the universe the first covering is the covering of earth and there he saw the earth personified mother earth uh, is worshipping Varahadev so he spent some time there then he went to uh, the next after observing what is happening there he got the information about the next planet next layer the layer of water there he found the water personified is worshipping Kurmadev then he came to the region of fire so these are all the subtle layers of the elements it has been described whatever is happening in the gross platform has already happened in the subtle platform nothing is happening by chance everything already happened there so he uh, went past one after another layer earth layer, water layer, fire layer, air layer, ether layer uh, then the layer of mind layer of false ego uh, this is how he went past the seven layers of the universe then he came to the final region the region of Maya and there he saw Maya Devi person pers Maya Devi is worshipping the Mohini Murti of the Lord the Lord in his Mohini form and Maya Devi asked her asked him why are you going stay here enjoy with me but Gop Kumar offered his humble obeisances please allow me to go and serve your brother please allow me to go to your brother so then 
Maya Devi blessed him to be successful in his mission. Then Gokumar came out of the universe and he came to a light. All he could see is a brilliant light. And this light was so dazzling that he was about to lose his senses. And he was afraid. He was very afraid that if he losing his senses means forgetting the Lord. This is the first time he couldn't see the Lord. Everywhere he went he could see the Lord. Now he could see the Lord. Only uh, sometimes in a flush uh, he was seeing the super soul. In a flush appearing and disappearing. So Gop Kumar started to pray to Lord Jagannath. Then all of a sudden he heard the sound of Kirtan. And he saw one personality whose bodily complexion is white as camphor is coming down riding on a bull surrounded by his associates. They all were chanting his glory. So he wondered, who is this person? So one of the associates of this person told him, Oh, you don't know. This is Lord Shiva. And he's actually not different from Hari. Uh, same personality. So in this way they started to sing the glory of Lord Shiva. And they invited him to join their party. Uh, but Gopkumar... Uh, gracefully declined <laughs> and then he came to the gate of Vaikuntha and <clears throat> when he came to the gate of Vaikuntha he saw the Lord there so he immediately offered obeisances and started to offer his prayers to him uh, oh supreme personality of Godhead please accept my humble obeisances please allow me to become your eternal servant and hearing that, this person just covered his ears and said, I am not the Lord, I am not the Lord. <laughs> Saying that he ran inside. So then Gopkumar saw somebody came flying in a spaceship, a transcendental aeroplane. And <clears throat> he, was, he thought him to be the Lord. So he started to offer his obeisances to him and offering his glory, I mean offering his prayers to him. So this person also became very embarrassed and started to say, no, 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 I am not the Lord, I am not the Lord. And he ran inside. So then somebody took pity upon Gopkumar and he took him to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and told him how to recognize him. There everybody looks like the Lord. Huh? They had four arms and they are carrying uh, lotus, disc, conch and mess. And but the way to recognize the Lord is, there is Srivatsa mark on his chest and coast of a jewel, only he wears. So anyway, the Lord was very kind to the Gop Kumar. He greeted him with great affection and treated him with great 
love and compassion and gop kumar started to gop kumar now is staying in vaikuntha uh, as a resident of vaikuntha i mean he is staying there so the resident of vaikuntha asked him look you have come to vaikuntha so you assume your vaikuntha form why are you maintaining your human like cowherd form but gop kumar was not interested he said no i don't want, don't want to change my uh, form i don't want this four arm form so in this way gop kumar was seeing uh, the wonderful activities of the lord uh, and lakshmi devi is so compassionate towards him also treating him just like her son and then gop kumar was spending his time there then <coughs> gop kumar got elevated to ajodhya there he uh, saw lord ramchandra the great hero and he was uh, he received so much mercy from the lord the lord treated him so nicely uh, and <coughs> then gop kumar was finally elevated to dwarka in dwarka gop kumar met the lord and the lord seeing him came down and he saw the flute in gop kumar's hand so he took the flute and looking at the flute the lord started to shed tears remembering vrindavan and there also gop kumar is spending time watching the lord and he was staying in the house of uddhava and the lord was so kind to him and he also saw the residents of dwarka are so dear to the lord and they would uh, treat i mean they are first of all they are their whole personalities are so full of devotion to the lord and they were so dedicated to serving the lord and the lord is also so merciful towards them and the queens uh, were so compassionate and so caring and so loving towards gop kumar so in this way gop kumar was spending his time in dwarka and he was staying in the house of uddhava so one day narad muni came there so gop kumar saw narad muni and he was very happy to see him he met narad muni before also he met narad muni in heavenly planet and other places so he asked so it seems that you are everywhere and narad muni said yes just as the lord expands himself we also go along with him and maintaining our same identity so he gave gop kumar a clear understanding and narad muni told uddhav that this person is so fortunate we know that his attachment is actually to vrindavan now vrindavan is the region where you and i also cannot go but this person 
has developed his attachment to Vrindavan. We don't have the means to go to Vrindavan, but he has. And in this way, Narad Muni started to describe the glory of Vrindavan and the wonderful pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in Vrindavan. So in this way, uh, then Narad Muni suggested that he goes back to Vrindavan, earthly Vrindavan. Because from Dwarka there is no access to Vrindavan. One cannot go to Vrindavan from Vaikuntha, Ayodhya or Dwarka. What is the way to go to Vrindavan? Come back to the earthly Vrindavan. And in earthly Vrindavan, what does one do? One chant the holy name of the Lord in Sankirtan, singing the glory of the Lord and His activities, singing the glory of the qualities of the Lord, uh, the beauty of the Lord, magnanimity of the Lord, uh, chivalry of the Lord, uh, remembering His pastimes, uh, He was always singing the glory of the Lord, uh, visiting different places of His pastimes. And then, one day, Gopkumar saw Krishna. And seeing him, he just ran to meet him. He almost caught his, caught the end of his cloth, uh, Uttariya. But it slipped out of his hand and the Lord disappeared behind a bush. Gopkumar was so heartbroken that he came so close to the Lord, yet he couldn't uh, get him. Due to that acute agony, Gopkumar fainted and his body rolled down to Jamuna. And then when Gopkumar regained his consciousness, he found that he was moving with a tremendous speed as if someone was carrying him with a, uh, in a wonderful vehicle. And then Gopkumar arrived in Vrindavan. He arrived in the afternoon. So that is another thing about Vrindavan. You see, heavenly planet, Vaikuntha Lok, I'm sorry, Vaikuntha planet is in eternal light. Natad bhashayate surja na shashanka na pavaka jad gatvana nivartanti staddhama paramangmama That in order to light up that region there is no need for sun, moon or fire. That means that region is always lit with Brahmacharya. Spiritual sky is a region where it is always lit up with Material world is in eternal darkness and that world is eternal, eternal light. But Vrindavan is different. Vrindavan is just like earth planet. 
there is sunrise, noon time, afternoon, sunset, <laughs> just like that. Only difference is that here things happen according to the movement of sun and there things happen according to Krishna's desire. There's, it happens sometimes. Krishna is tending the cows. It's a midday. And then Krishna desires to have a rasa dance. Then immediately everything becomes dark. It becomes night. All of a sudden, midday becomes night. And the full moon comes up in the sky. And Krishna starts to play his flute. All the gopis come around. So this is how <laughs> Vrindavan <coughs> is a place where time doesn't move. Nahi Jatravi Brajati Samaya. There time Samaya doesn't move. But anyway, but it looks like the earth planet. Even the residents there look like human beings. So that is Vrindavan. Therefore, our Acharyas have identified Vrindavan as Aprakrita. Prakrita means material. And Vrindavan is opposite to material. That's how, that's how they have been identified. Opposite means it looks the same but diametrically opposed. Anyway, so Prabhu Kumar arrived there sometime in the afternoon and he saw some young girls picking flowers and they all were singing the glories of Krishna so seeing that Gopumar just approached one of them and asked can you please tell me where is the house of Nandamara can you please tell me where I can find Krishna they didn't even look at him he just kept on picking flowers, singing. So he thought, either these girls are all deaf, or they're so absorbed in thinking about the personality whose glory they're singing that they don't have any external consciousness. And there he found everybody in that kind of state. He saw some elderly people, they're talking among themselves about Krishna. They're talking, singing the glory of Krishna. And when they ask, when he asked, can you please tell me where is the house of Where can we find Krishna? They will pay. So finally one old lady took pity upon him and told him, Look, that is the house of Mahana. Go there. Krishna has gone to the pestering ground to tend the cow and he'll come back soon. So, went there and he found that everyone was looking a certain direction all of a sudden. And he saw, he could hear the mooing of the cows and he saw the dust was flying in the horizon. And then he saw Krishna and Balaram in front of the cowherd boys, they're coming 
and there can hear coming back from the pestering ground with the car. Seeing Krishna Gopumar just land to meet him. And seeing Gopumar also Krishna came running to meet him. Both of them just ran in this impressive And Krishna, while speaking, how happy he was to see Gopumar come back. Krishna fainted. And when Krishna fainted, everybody became very worried, especially the gopis. They started to think whether this is a demon sent by Kamsa, came to harm Krishna. And common boys also picked up their stick to kind of take care of this intruder. Maybe a council agent. But Paladam came running and seeing Krishna's condition and seeing Gopumar, Paladam could understand. So Paladam told Gopumar to chant the holy name to give Krishna's and when Gopumar did that, Gopumar chanted Krishna's name, Krishna came back. So then Krishna took Gopumar by his hand and took him to his house. Anyway, this is how Gopumar actually entered into the So now you can see how one enters into Vrindavan. What is the way to go to Vrindavan? And what is the means? Chanting the Holy Mantra. So that is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. This is the process. And Mahaprabhu made this process available. Gokumar was fortunately instructed by Naraguni and Buddha. There are some rare personalities who had access to Vrindavan. But with us, with us, it has become so easily available. Jai Shri Shri Radha Radha Shri And the means is Hare Nama Hare Nama Hare Nama Kevalam now, I'll give some time for questions and if possible, I will add a little bit after I hear the question on this part. And if there is time, then we'll, I think we'll have some time because we have over 45 minutes. So, I will get then clarify some other aspect of the holy name, especially the special mercy that Krishna came to bestow at Sri Chaitanya. Okay, today now if anybody has any question can ask. Yes, Vasti. <laughs> yeah, just wait for the body.
would like to also extend the morning session that uh, we received the whole evening uh, throughout the year, as well as the mind needs to be attentive. Yeah, right. uh, how does the heart then also play a role in that? The heart is with the mind. You see, the, when the mind is there, then, you know, the feelings will automatically become manifest, which is the involvement of the heart. Yes. He 
used to give and makes a spiritual master. And spiritual master instructs him. And so according to his instruction, he gets information and that information causes him the desire to go there. And by the potency of the mantra, he is elevated. Whereas I had this particular vision that and the, the pastor of Krishna where he kills demons, they are not eternally manifest in the spiritual sky, God of Vrindavan. How did the residents of God of Vrindavan and the concept of after Gokumar gave a heart to Lord Krishna that he must be maybe a demon sent by Kamsa? Uh, yeah, say it again. Uh, the pastors of Krishna killing the demons, they are not eternally manifest. Okay. It is not there. In Vrindavan, the demons are not there. But impressions of the demons are there. You see, they think, demons are not there, but they think that, oh, maybe Kamsa will come. <laughs> so that, that feeling is there. Similarly, in Vrindavan, Golo Vrindavan, Krishna's childhood pastime the But they remember, oh, you know, when Krishna was a young boy, he did this, that, and did that. Like, this is how they, those impressions from the earthly Vrindavan is carried on to Golo. Spiritual world. 
in spiritual world there are these two factors are present union and separation it's not just continuous separation they do meet but then they begin to become separated now when they become separated then the urge <coughs> yearning to become united becomes more intensified right if there was no separation then again it would have become boring <laughs> and it has been pointed out that separation is even more intense the feeling of separation leads to even more intense feeling than That's why we are in actually better situation. We are naturally separated from Krishna. So now in that mood of separation, we are hankering to have Krishna's union. Kumar, I have one question. How is it possible for Kumar to almost supersede his spiritual master's position? So now when he was at Dasya Ras, how is it possible for you to see that? Yeah, uh, Gokumar's actual spiritual master here is that, remember the one with Vrindavan? So that is what is leading him to. Who is that is the personality leading him?
And then there's a nice verse where it says, Lava Bhattara, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Sadiwa. And by moment's association of pure devotee, all perfection also comes. So we are all chanting. And to us, all the chanting seems the same because the sound vibration appears to us to be the same. So in the 11, 12th canto, Gopi Padana, Prabhu makes a point about sound is coming from the Muladhara chakra. And because of the impurities in the heart, when it's expressed, it can't be pure sound. So how can we differentiate that this person is chanting and the sound vibration which is coming from this chanting is the pure sound vibration? In that verse says Lava Matra, are we referring to that association, that devotee's chanting, which is giving us that perfection? Yeah, again, we go back to that point. The, the, ex, the degree of our purification, to what extent we have become purified. <coughs> like taking on the sound also, so much sound comes from the tip of the tongue. As we say, giving a lip service, don't we? <laughs> but more earnest is when it is coming from the heart. The real sound actually comes from Kornarandra Pathodiya Ridimachi Praveshya Bodhishvaya Shudha. Ridhoi Pratipina Thakurita The holy name rises from the heart. That is what it is. Because the heart is where the soul is. And then the, the pure the extent of purity that the soul has developed, to that extent, the purity of the holy name. If someone is like a pure devotee, can they differentiate that this person is chanting that some vibration is not pure, or because they are there, they can actually perceive that. We may not be able to perceive it. So you tell me that actually the problem Yeah, I think it does. Pure devotee does. <laughs> Sometimes uh, we would chant near Prabhupada. Actually, once I was chanting, I was next to Prabhupada. I was actually attending to And I was chanting very loudly. <laughs> And at the back of my mind, I was thinking, Prabhupada would hear my chanting and he would appreciate me. Then Prabhupada called me and said, Stop chanting. Yeah, you see, like 
both are actually important, as Prabhupada pointed out. It's important that we hear the holy name from your And then it's up to us how we will receive it. You get the point? Like we may hear from a pure we may receive it from the pure devotee, but the extent of our reception will depend upon our view. He may be giving the pure stuff, but you know, how pure are we to receive it? Our consciousness may cause some impurity. And rather the impurity of our consciousness will cause the impurity of the world. Anyone else? Any other question? Okay, good. Now I'll go to the next phase. I'll take that long. And then also I'll give you some time to ask questions. Uh, you see, Krishna came in this particular Kali and particular Dwapati. What is this sequence? Seventh Manvantar, Vaivashata Manvantar, twenty-eighth Chaturjuga, end of Dwapati. The end part of the last phase of Krishna came. And what did Krishna? Display appearing here. Krishna actually revealed his Brajalila. Now, what is the specialty about Brajalila? Why Brajalila is so special? Because Brajalila, in Brajalila, Krishna is not displaying himself as the Supreme Personality. Rather, in these past times, Krishna is in a, Krishna is displaying, he is dealing with his devotees in friendship, parental and conjugal relationship. <coughs> now, generally people will think, people think that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the Supreme Personality of God. Now, does Krishna's activities in Vrindavan look like the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? No. But that is the special aspect of Brajani. People cannot understand, people could not understand about Krishna's Brajani. And Krishna himself considered, Chaitanya Charitamrita is describing that point. Jatish to Bihori Krishna Kare Antarthan Antarthan Kodimone Kare Onuma After abundantly performing his pastimes, Krishna withdrew his pastimes. Kare Antarthan, Krishna disappeared. And disappearing from this planet, Antarthan Kodimone Kare Onuma, Krishna considered in his mind. Anuman, the word Anuman literally means pondered or guessed. He guessed. He thought. 
we consider that how will people ever understand these pastimes of mind? Because everybody considers me, all my devotees generally consider me to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And they worship me following the rules and regulations of the scriptures. Shakal Jagate Mure Kore Bidhi Bhakti Bidhi Bhakti Praja Prem Dite Like Vaidhi Bhakti cannot give one the understanding of Praja This point is to consider that point. Vaidhi Bhakti means worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, following the mood of awe and reverence. So following the Vaidhi Bhakti when one achieves perfection, where does it go? Vaikuntha. In what is the mood in Vaikuntha? Point reverence. But what is the mood in Vrindavan? It's French parental So Krishna considered how will anyone ever enter into Vrindavan? Because my devotees will naturally serve me following Vaidhivakti. And serving me in Vaidhivakti is they will go to Vaidhivakti. So how will anybody ever enter into Vrindavan? Do you see that Krishna has a problem? <laughs> I mean it's a it's a puzzle that Krishna had to solve. Devotees will naturally worship me following Vaidhi Bhakti. Following Vaidhi Bhakti they will go to Vaikuntha. And then how will they ever enter into Vrindavan? Another consideration is that when you go to Vaikuntha you get your sadhu. Spiritual identity. And that spiritual identity is eternal. You remember Gopakumar, the Vaikuntha Vasis were asking like, why are you retaining your human life form? And Gopkumar didn't want to change. So Gopkumar is a rare case. Like, he didn't want to change. Otherwise, everyone who goes to Vaikuntha will assume his forearm Vaikuntha. So, so, Krishna considered that how will anybody ever enter into Vrindavan? Therefore, Krishna decided to come as a devotee. Now see how this problem, how this actually solved the problem. You serve the Supreme Personality of God in following Vaidhi Bhakti, you will go to Vaidhi You will serve the devotee Supreme Personality of God in following Vaidhi Bhakti, because Vaidhi Bhakti is a must. Although sometimes it has been said that Raga Bhakti, sometimes Raghunath Goswami is speaking about Raga Bhakti, Raga Bhakti. But the consideration is that if you want to follow Raga Bhakti yourself, then don't stay in Dharma. <laughs> Go to the forest. Because otherwise if you try to follow Raga Bhakti in, the society will create a disturbance. You remember that verse? Shruti, Shruti, Puranadi, Pancharatra, Bidhing, Bina, Oikantiki, Harer Bhaktir, Utpatoi Bhagavad Gita. Utpatoi Bhagavad Gita. 
Do you know the meaning of the word Utpat? Utpat means disturbance. <coughs> Not only ordinary disturbance, terrible disturbance. So it is simply this form. Like if one renders devotional service without following the Shruti, Smriti, Puran, etc. Even this bhakti is oikantiki. Oikantiki means very earnest, very sincere. It will simply create oikantiki harad bhakti utpatui. It will simply be seen as a disturbance. It will simply be become disturbance. So the point is, in this way we see that Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is making it very clear that devotional service must be executed following way. And Krishna also is considering the same point. My Shakol Jagati Mure Kodemiti Mukti. The whole world is worshipping me following Vaidhi Mukti. That's the natural tendency of a devotee. So devotees will render service following Vaidhi. But when the Vaidhi Bhakti is executed towards Supreme Personality of Godhead, one goes to Vrindavan. When Vaidhi Bhakti is rendered to the devotee Supreme Personality of Godhead, that opens up the gate of Vrindavan. You got the point? That, was, that is how Krishna solved the problem. So he decided to come as a devotee. Now see, there is another consideration which has been explained by Nityananda Prabhu while he was instructing Jivarus. Nityananda Prabhu is making that point. That Krishna came as a devotee. What does it mean? At the same time, we know Krishna came as with the mood of Radharani. So mood of Radharani was the mood of Radharani. Mood of Radharani is pure love. Right? So this is the mood that Krishna assumed. Krishna appeared in the mood of Srimati Radharani. Therefore Krishna came assuming the mood of a devotee. Okay, now let us go back to different types of love. There are two types of bhakti. Vaidhi bhakti leads to Vaidhi And what is the other kind of bhakti? Raganuga bhakti. This Raganuga bhakti leads to Vrindavan. Now let us consider the meaning of the word Raganuga, Raganuga. Rag means pure love. The word Rag means pure love. And the residents of Vrindavan have only loved and loved and loved Krishna. Therefore they are known as Ragatmika. Ragatmika. So Rag Anuga. Anuga means following. Anugami. Anuga. So when a Ragatmika Bhakta is followed, when devotional service is executed following a Radhatmika Bhakta, then that is called Radhatmika. 
Okay. Now, when we are following Sri Chaitanya that is Krishna and the devotee. Who are we following? Srimati Radhika. Who is the greatest devotee? Who is the greatest Raghatmika Bhakta of Vrindavan? Srimati Radhika. When you are following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, see how your bhakti is automatically being transformed into Raghatmika. Serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu following Vaidhi Bhakti and Vaidhi Bhakti will be transformed into Raghunuga Bhakti could be executed like the Goswami of Vrindavan or the residents of Vrindavan did. But look at their situation. They were in the remote corners of Vrindavan. All they were absorbed in remembering Krishna and singing the glory of Krishna. They didn't have any other but Mahaprabhu wanted to distribute Krishna consciousness all over the world. So just consider if one follows that kind of Raganuga Bhakti. You know what that Raganuga Bhakti means? That Raganuga Bhakti means following a resident of Vrindavan. Assuming that <coughs> Now will it be possible to execute in a city like that? In a city like Melbourne, in a city like New York, in a city like Moscow, in a city like Bombay, in a city like Calcutta, will be possible? No. Therefore, see the perfect system that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arranged. But you follow Bhakti, and automatically it will be transformed into Raga. And what is the Vaidhi Bhakti? Vaidhi Bhakti means following the rules and regulations of the scriptures. Now, what is the instructions of the scripture? How to serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Jagvai Sankirtana Prayari Jajanti The way to serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is by Sankirtana Jagvai. Sankirtana Jagvai Kari Krishna This Krishna is worshipped by Sankirtan. So Sankirtan Jagma means what now let us consider what's the meaning of Sankirtan? It's a very special kind of Jagma. What kind of Jagma it is? Not throwing ghee in the fire. It is a fire. The Sankirtan also have seven kinds of fire. That fire is the chanting the holy name. So chant the holy name, invite everybody to chant, and motivate everybody to chant, and facilitate everybody to chant. That is something. So this is how this movement is going to spread. Not only is going to spread, it is spreading all and see how wonderfully devotees are making spiritual advancement. And as I said that the ultimate proof of our advancement will be how we are going to die. At the time of death, with what kind of consciousness will live our 
And one thing you can notice, like how when devotees leave this planet, you can see the extent of their, the degree of their I was, uh, this morning I was speaking about Sabitri Priya in London, that lady who left her body. Here also I was also thinking how Jasadha Mai left her body. She didn't want to have anything to do, any attachment to the material nature. She clearly said she just wanted to leave the body without any attachment. So these are simple ladies. They are not very big scholars. They are not big Sankirtan devotees. But they are not big uh, book distributors. They are not big managers and sannyasis and GDCs. Ordinary ladies living their body in such pure consciousness. Now where are they going when they are living their body? And how they are able to live their body in this way? That is the proof of our so, so now you see the perfect process that Shri Prabhupada gave. Do we have to go anywhere else thinking that Prabhupada did not, did not give us anything, everything? We have to get something that Prabhupada didn't give to somebody else from somebody else? If somebody comes with that kind of proposal, what should be our response? Get lost. <laughs> we have the perfect process. And this is how... See, who is confirming? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is confirming this process. Nityananda Prabhu is confirming this process. Prabhadananda Sarasati is confirming this process. Prabhupada Saraswati made such a wonderful point in this Yatha Yatha Gaura Padara Binde Binde the Bhuktim Kritapunna Rashi Tatha Tatha Sharpati Vidhi Akashman Radha Padam Puja Rashi As one develops his attachment to the lotus feet of Gaura Sri Chaitanya Jatha Jatha Gaura Padara Binde Binde to Bhukti Kritapunna Rashi Due to his heaps of pious activities as he develops his attachment to the lotus feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Tatha Tatha Utsharpati According to that attachment to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Tatha Tatha See, Jatha Jatha means as and Tatha Tatha means according Accordingly, tatha tatha utsharpati springs forth ridi akashmat from the heart. Akashmat, how many of you know the meaning of this word? Akashmat. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the heart, from the heart will spring forth tatha tatha utsharpati. Ridhi Akashma Radha Padam The nectar, Rashi, the flow of nectar, abundant flow of nectar from the lotus feet of Shantila. 
you develop your attachment to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet and your heart will be inundated with Radha And that is Brajupati. So we do not have to separately endeavor for Brajupati. Just develop our attachment to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the rest will automatically happen. Uh, somebody was asking the other day, how will it happen? I don't know whether the question came here or somewhere else. I just remember it. He was asking, how will it happen? How our attachment to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet will lead us to Vrindavan? The answer to that is, when you serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and when this attachment to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet achieves its perfection, then what will happen? In place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you'll see Radha Krishna, just like Ramananda Rasa. And when you are seeing Radha Krishna, where are you? Jai Shri Shri Radha Radha Jai Shri Shri So when you are developing an attachment to Srimati Radharani, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he will see Radha Krishna. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is none other than Radha Krishna. And when you are seeing Radha Krishna, where are you? So this is how we have access. It seems that the temple watch is five minutes faster. Huh? Okay, yes. If you could just give some clarification on how we have a goal of reaching Vrindhavan, becoming a pure devotee. In my own understanding, is that we are Sankirtan movement, and our goal is to take shelter of those people, the spiritual master, and the spiritual master is eternally on Sankirtan. So, wouldn't our higher goal be to serve the spiritual master lifetime after lifetime in his movement rather than desire the goal of Vrindavan? Well, as Prabhupada said, there is an Iskon in the spiritual sky. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this life, if you make it, you'll end up at least from there. <laughs> and Prabhupada is there, will be there, or the devotees will be there. So, that is how the elevation will take place. And uh, as I said, like, yes, Sankirtan, we are serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then how Mahaprabhu's mercy will become manifest? That's up to him. Like it has been described that when Gopkumar was going from Dwarka to Vrindavan, he actually did not bid farewell to Krishna. And Uddhav actually told him he was about to go to Krishna. And Uddhav told him that look, there is no need because Krishna knows. So there is no need to take Krishna's permission. But in the age, and so Gopumar left 
And then, Sanatana Goswami in his purport, in his commentary, he pointed out that Krishna himself actually carried him. Because Gokumar would have been reluctant to leave Krishna in So that's why Uddhav said there is no need. So Krishna himself actually carried him. So that is how the Lord deals with his devotee. We do not have to separately make arrangements. We simply have to depend upon Krishna. <coughs> do you know the story of the yogi and the cobbler? So that is it, like the cobbler, when Naradmuni came and told him, I mean when he asked Naradmuni that how many lifetimes it will take me? And Naradmuni said that as many leaves are there in this tamarind tree, that many lifetimes we have to wait. <coughs> and he started to dance, oh at least someday Krishna will remember me. And then what happened? All the leaves from the tree fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and the chariot came from the way to take So it's up to Krishna. We leave it up to Krishna. There is no separate desire. Krishna do this for me, Krishna do this for me. Do that for me. No. We should treat Krishna. Surrender to Krishna means completely depend upon his with his arrangement and his person. Okay? Therefore, we don't have to set any goal. Don't set any goal. The goal should be just surrender to Krishna. That's the only goal we have. And for that also we have to work so far. If we seriously consider how was the degree of our surrender, what will be the percentage? So see how much you have to work on Krishna. Yes. Hare Krishna. 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 Mahaprabhu, Parinam, Sangeetan, and you know, and then uh, with that attachment to that team, and then plan into a place where they can do it eternally, and then you, you answer was like, like a teaching about how do we situate in Guru Kapunda. Guru I want you just please elaborate on that. We can always move from Navadip, we can always go to, like two chamber, you just mention something like that. It's like a chamber, you can always move from one room to another room. Okay. Uh, yeah, the point actually is that in this Golo, there are two chambers, two parts of Golo. One part is Vrindavan and the other part is Navadhi. So, in Vrindavan, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, is eternally enjoying His loving exchange with His he is enjoying, he is experiencing Krishna pain. And in Navadhi, the same Krishna as Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is distributing that Krishna. 
So you get the point. Like when you are getting Krishna praying, then you have access to both. Where you are getting it and what you are getting, where you are getting it from. So those who are in Mahaprabhu's pastime, they will have a natural access to it by the mercy of Jitra. When we achieve our Okay, I will stop now. Thank you all very much. All the glories to Shri Prabhupada.